What does it take to be an entrepreneur and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G Podcast and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the future of entrepreneurship of Prop G Pod, special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prop G Pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts. year a very merry draftmas to all of you thanks for joining us my name is kent swanson this is the season finale of the ap draft show we got a lot to talk about we've got a special guest chief seventh round pick bo pete keys will be on the show i got a chance to had a chance to talk to him uh a little bit earlier today so you'll get to hear the full interview with him but uh, we got plenty to cover still, and here to help me do that for, uh, I think, probably the final time in 2020, find him on Twitter at Jacob Morley, Jake Stack, Merry Draft Miss, my friend. How are you doing a week removed from the draft? A uh, little bit of a hangover, but it's all right. You know, the post-draft depression is a little bit stronger this year, just because we don't actually know when we're going to see these guys in uniform on the field. Uh, so it's it's weird, you know, just to be like, all right, let's gear up, let's watch these picks, and hope we get to see them. Uh, this this group of rookies is gonna be the most scrutinized group of rookies across the NFL. Like even your, I think even your average fan is getting their hands on tape just because there's so much unknown and there's so much time before we get to see them again. Like there's no rookie camps and stuff. So it's going to be really interesting. And just, you know, how, how much we're going to talk like all 32 teams across the NFL, how much they're talking about their rookie class and what their expectations from them are with this weird COVID-19 off season. Yeah. Why don't you pick one person to introduce here, Jake? It's not like we've been doing this 13 times. I thought it was just me and you today. Oh, uh, speaking of speaking of overanalyzing, my buddy Craig Stout is here with us today. Uh, Craig, mustache free. I don't know why I picked Craig. I was gonna pick Maddie. I should have picked Maddie, but Craig shaved his mustache. He doesn't have the orange glasses on. He's looking good. How you feeling today, Craig? I, I appreciate the compliment. That's 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 real nice coming from you, the handsomest member of the AP Draft crew. So that's that's very nice it. to hear there. But with me as always, the second handsomest member of the AP Draft crew. Wait, <laughs> what? At Chief in Carolina, Maddie Lane. How we doing tonight, buddy? Listen, if there's one person I want to lose that contest to, it is absolutely Jake CBS Stack. So I'm happy. I'm honored to be second on this list. I will say, though, if Jake's going to come in here with that kind of heat towards Craig, there's going to be a little bit of, a, you know, Aaron Rodgers to Jordan Love kind of uh, oh, altercation going drama. on. Drama. So I don't know oh. if he wants to bring in that Green Bay drama to this podcast, the final one of the year. 
A little tension there. We got that off-season off soap opera going on up in Green Bay, Wisconsin. How lucky are the the guys that cover that team up there right now? Goodness gracious. And then you get Brett, a, you get Brett Favre chiming in, too. Whew. No, art, man, not, these articles write themselves. They're not as lucky as the team covering Patrick LeVon Mahomes. I'll just say that. Okay. He's good at football. Yeah. And he's going to surpass Brett Favre for rings really quickly. All right. We, uh, what we thought we'd do is just kind of look at a couple things that we've done over the course of you know this draft season. Uh, we, we wanted to take a look at the draft pool game. Uh, we had a very clear and unanimous winner. We'll get more to that in a minute. Uh, and we'll explain what the draft pool game is. Um, we kind of wanted to revisit our two-round mock draft that we did a couple weeks before the draft. We're going to do the Bo Pete interview. And then we'll just wrap this, this show up for... Uh, for 2020. So let's start with this. The draft pool game, if you didn't hear that episode, we all took turns picking 10 players that we think will be drafted by the Chiefs. Uh, and last year, we had one pick get right, and that was Juan Thornhill by Maddie Lane. It's really hard to get... I mean, it's really hard to get one on the board. Let me just preface it. Like This is, this is tough. There's 260 players picked. And the strategies that all of us take... Make it very hard to get more than a couple. Well, like Maddie goes to try to five go- or six times too. So it's not like you get a bunch of picks either. Your team's only drafting a handful of times. Like it really limits right. the opportunities here. Right. So like if you bet on cornerbacks in the first round, Maddie, you're screwed. Or if you like, it's 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 really an, it's 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 an interesting strategy, um, and everybody kind of has their own approach. So. Let's Jake, here's what I want you to do. I'm going to read off your, you know, list, kind of just react to your approach with, during this game and, and what ultimately happened and, and where it went wrong for you. Um, and then also I want you to pick one player that you wish the Chiefs would have taken from this list. Okay, so your list, Patrick Queen, Bryce Hall, Anthony McFarland, Lloyd Cushenberry, Jabari Zuniga, Quintez Cephas, Hakeem Adeniji, Cheyenne O'Grady, Antoine Brooks, and Jonathan Garvin. Uh, what was your approach there, Jake? Well, so my approach wasn't very good, but <laughs> looking at looking back, you know, it's it's always that way. And I love how Kent set it up to make himself look even better when we get to the point where he realized where we talk about him. Spoilers! Two people, right? But I have something to say about that. <clears throat> Kent's already been arrogant once on this podcast today. Friend of the pot friend 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 of the podcast, Pat Riley has a phrase it's called the disease of more and basically it's you know when you've reached the mountaintop that little pit in your stomach that hunger it goes away you're full you get fat and happy and Kent next year the disease of more for you it's going to be in full effect you're not going to get any picks <laughs> right in fact you're going to get negative picks right next year on to my picks Jake just called out Kent's quarantine 15 I just want to throw that out there <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're all in the same boat there, buddy, except maybe Matt. He, I got the COVID. I I do have the COVID-19 going. Uh, but so looking at my picks, I, I definitely went shotgun style. I um, picked guys that I thought made sense at different ranges, and I didn't really – like I could have gone all in on what I thought they were going to do at 32, but I didn't. So, yeah, I mean, it's just tough. It is really tough to do. I still see players on – um, this list that I know the Chiefs were interested in, and I wish they would have um, picked them. But I wasn't on TV talking to the fancy reporters, so I don't know 
specifically who the Chiefs <laughs> wanted to take. Um, so I was at a disadvantage there. I was at a disadvantage. I didn't get to talk to anybody important. So Jake, one guy you would, one guy you wish the Chiefs would have taken. I wish they would have taken Bryce Hall, and I think that's going to resonate with a lot of Chiefs fans because they were calling for him for like four rounds. Um, and I think now with everything going on um, with Breland, it just it makes a lot of sense uh, that to have a guy like that. So Bryce Hall would be the guy that if I could put anyone from that list on the Chiefs roster, that's who it would be. Calling for for four rounds is so true. Yep. We all heard about it. <laughs> <laughs> Why is he still on the board? <laughs> That was the that was the rallying cry of everybody. Uh, Maddie, you had Jalen Johnson, Christian Fulton, Jeff Gladney, Xavier McKinney, Jeremy Chin, Josh Jones, Grant Delpit, Sadiq Charles, Trevin Diggs, and Amik the Freak Robertson. What went wrong? Well, so I don't think that much went wrong. If you look at my pick pool here, I actually think I got a pretty good strategy. I attacked specific positions. I mostly focus on the first two rounds because I think that's somewhat predictable. And I think you see a lot of these guys went around where the Chiefs were picking. The, I have a lot of cornerbacks on the list. The Chiefs took two corners. They just took them on day three. So it's none of these guys. I have a lot of offensive tackles on this list. The Chiefs took offensive tackle, just not the guys I have. More on that when we get to Kit, obviously. But Kit actually got the one tackle that I really wanted before I could take him. That was the whole point huh. of me picking tackles. Hmm. I call a mulligan there. I feel like there was tampering. I'm going to say there's tampering on the board. I think this year should be thrown out. I think Jake and Craig agree with me. Whole lot of big shot Hollywood <laughs> pulling strings, making sure he wins this game. I will not stand for it. But the one guy I wish the Chiefs could have taken, really looking at my list, I think all the players that went before the Chiefs, like, I don't like where any of these players went for, compared to who the Chiefs take. I like the Clyde Edwards-Hilaire pick in round one for the goal of winning in 2020. I like getting Willie Gay at the end of round two. So like, I don't know if I want to sub out any one of the Chiefs' actual picks for these guys since I didn't load up on any day three guys. I will say I should get half a point for Amik Robertson from Louisiana Tech going one pick behind Legereus Sneed, also from Louisiana Tech. That should be like a half a point or maybe like 5.8 points because that's how tall he is. But, you know, something like that. Can I interject really quickly? How many points do I get for saying on this very podcast, the loyal listeners will know that a week before the draft, I told all of you schmucks that they took the wrong LSU player and it was going to be Clyde Edwards-Alaire. How many points do I get for that? You would get more uh, points if they had the chance to take the other LSU player, didn't They didn't take Fulton. It was Fulton that we mocked. Uh, it was the mock that you helped us with and then couldn't do. Probably the show because for. I didn't like that pick, so I dipped. That would that's a that's very on brand for Maddie. All right, Craig, your list: Logan Wilson, Damian Lewis, Michael Ojemudia, Matt Hennessy, Brian Edwards, Robert Hunt, Josh Kelly, John Greenard, Terrell Burgess, Kendall Vildor. You went zero for ten. I did go zero for ten. My strategy was to pick guys that. I knew the Chiefs were interested in and that they had a reasonable shot at drafting and it failed. 
<laughs> period. I We've heard that they personally interviewed a lot of these guys. We heard that they liked a lot of these guys. And it just, the draft board didn't work out. They took some higher echelon athletes there. So it's not a position where they didn't address linebacker or offensive line or, you know, corner a little bit later or even in Josh Kelly's instance there, Clyde Edwards Hilaire. But they did go with a little bit higher upside guys there. So. As far as replacing one of the guys, I can't. Uh, the you know the the picks at the end of the draft there are really the ones that I could focus on, but all of these guys were gone. So in that regard, I'm very happy with the first three or four picks there. So I'm sticking with the Chiefs draft. So I'm not replacing any of these guys with one of the guys that the Chiefs drafted. All right, uh, we are zero for thirty so far on the board. But I, that's I'm not, that's and it's time for a break. I'm taking my half point. <laughs> All right. So, Cesar Ruiz, AJ Terrell, Ben Barch, AJ Epinesa, Damon Arnett, Troy Dye, Stantley Thomas Oliver, and Antonio Gibson were the eight I did not get. However, however, I got Lucas Niang and Clyde Edwards Elaire on the board. Uh, first time in this game's history in two whole seasons that we've had two points scored on the game. Uh, I kind of just went with a... I, I wanted to go with an approach of guys that could make sense in the 30 to 60 range because there was a chance the Chiefs could trade back. There was, you know, I think, you know, the, 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 that's just a good pocket to play in. I thought Clyde Edwards-Hilaire was going to be a pick in the 40s. And I thought there was a good chance the Chiefs were going to trade back and take Clyde Edwards-Hilaire in the 40s. And it sounds like they were... Um, you know, it sounds like they were trying to move a little bit back before they were going to take their running back, but they weren't able to find a partner. So they took him at 32. Uh, two points on the board for me, and I'm not going to change anything because I got two points, and I don't have to because I got two points, and I win this game. And now the lifetime scoreboard is me two, Maddie one, Craig zero, and Jake also zero. I don't think okay, you really get a score quick, like that. It's 1-1. Oh. One, one. We both have 1-1 one, one year, Kent. That's a good point. That's a very good point. That's a great point. It's one to one. We're only Craig and I are only one point behind. <laughs> We're nipping at your heels. One season behind. You've got like if, if one of if me or Maddie wins one of these seasons, you guys are screwed. Craig might not be alive before he gets to two. Oh, I'm wins, dying before the, the next draft, you guys. It, it's <laughs> happening. Um. Okay. Real quick. Uh. One of the things we were looking at a couple weeks ago, we did our, our two-round mock, and I thought something was kind of interesting. Uh, and it, I think I think this might be an explanation of why we were so high on the on the results of this draft and why you all we all really liked the results of it. Um, our second round mock, our two-round mock draft in the second round, forty-one, Cleveland going Willie Gay Jr. at linebacker, forty-five, Tampa Bay going Clyde Edwards-Alaire, fifty-six. Miami going Lucas Niang. We had three Chiefs picks in the second round of our mock draft when we were doing this on this show a couple weeks ago. I think that's wild, Craig. Yeah, that's that's really wild. And actually, we tried to get Niang even in there in the top 50. Like There was a lot of discussion about Niang going a little bit earlier there. These are guys that we were very high on as top 50 guys, and the Chiefs ended up with all of them. Now, that's just our opinion. You know, we're, we're not experts obviously or anything like that but 
we really liked all three of these players. So the Chiefs walking away with all three of these players, regardless of if you value running back in the first round or anything like that, walking away with three players that we felt like were worthy of a top 50 pick, that's that's incredible. That's outstanding. I think the Chiefs hit it out of the park with this draft, and that's even before the day three guys that we all know that we loved. So I, I'm just a really, really, really big fan of this draft. I know Miami took a tackle at some point in time. I know Tampa took a running back, and I was trying to see if Cleveland also took a linebacker to make us seem even smarter, and they did. They took Jacob Phillips in round three. So not only did we have all the players the Chiefs drafted in between 41 and 56, we got the right positions to all these teams. So we were genuinely on track with a lot of this stuff, and I think Kent kind of teed it up at the top. This is kind of why we were super hyped about this draft the Chiefs just had. I think if you could get a potential high-end starting offensive tackle at 96 that was going to be a top 50 draft pick if it's not for a labrum, torn hip labrum in 2019, that's already makes this draft like a good draft. Then you combine that with one of the best offensive skill positions, especially for your offense in Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, and you round it out with the most athletic linebacker. Yes, that includes over Isaiah Simmons, who's not a linebacker, even though Arizona is going to mistakenly turn him into Dion Buchanan. But that's besides the point. That makes it a good draft. <laughs> and we have all these guys going in the middle, top end, middle of the second round. The Chiefs got them between pick 32 and 96. Like, that's just a big, big win for the Chiefs from where we are sitting and where we thought these guys were going to go. I uh, I think when you look at this class <laughs> for the Chiefs, um, I you, when you look at the totality of it, and I said this in an earlier episode, when you look at the totality of it, I think you can get away with the lack of positional value at running back with all the things that they were doing. I'm hyped about Lucas Niang. I hope, I hope they keep him at tackle. I think Willie Gay, the more I watch him, he's fluid, man. And then the double dip at cornerback. I really like what they did at cornerback. And speaking of cornerback, we've got one of their draft picks. Uh, Bo Peak Keys will be on right after this break. What does it take to be an entrepreneur and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G Podcast and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the future of entrepreneurship of Prop G Pod, special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prop G pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts. I am here with Chiefs' seventh round pick, Bo Peet Keys out of Tulane. Bo Peet, first off, congratulations on getting picked by the Chiefs. Uh, what's this week been like for you, you know, since being drafted? Um, the week has been like uh, it's it's been an unbelievable week. You know, it's hard to kind of put into words like how excited I am and how ready I am to get the rolling. It, it's just I don't think it all just hit me yet. Like I feel it should. Yeah, you're you're kind of in a unique situation where Chiefs <coughs> didn't have a pick, and they used future picks to specifically go grab you. What does it, you know, what does it feel like to know that the Chiefs thought so highly of you that they actually actively tried to get back into the draft to select you? Um, I feel very appreciative, you know. I mean, I feel like they know they just grabbed a great player, a player who 
could be productive fast and a player who can potentially fit into that secondary and create a shot for everyone, you know. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so I spoke to you at the combine. Uh, actually, there's no chance you remember. That's okay. Cause, you know, you're going through 30 different people. You know, asking you questions at the table at the combine. But I asked yeah. you what it would be like to be a chief, and this is what you said. You said I would love to play with Tyron Matthew. He's kind of a role model on the field and also how he is off of the field. Um, how's that feel now that it's a reality that you'll be playing with Tyron Matthew? It's a dream, you know. It's a dream. I, it, it's something I never pictured in my head and something I ever thought would, would happen. You know, I, I eventually thought that I'd see him in the league sometime, but I never imagined that I'd play alongside him. And I feel like it's a pleasure, you know. I'm just taking in the moments each and every time that I get and make sure I get as much knowledge as I can from him and eventually become one of the greatest DBs like him. So have you had a chance to uh, to talk to Tyron at all yet? No, I haven't got a chance to talk to him yet. Okay. Have you uh, have you had a chance to talk to any of your teammates, your your fellow draft class members uh, with the Chiefs? you had a chance to talk to anybody? Um, I talked to uh, most of my draft class members and the guys that who were drafted by the Chiefs and also – I talked to one of the starting cornerbacks, Javarius Ward. I talked to him as well. You know, just ready to get things started. What did uh, what did Charvarius tell you about uh, about the Chiefs, about this defense? Uh, you know, it's pretty much a very physical defense, and it's ran pretty much off of technique and just ready to ball. You know, yeah, ball hogging defense, ball hogging secondary. So um, do you have any early impressions uh, on your team, your teammates, anything about Kansas City you've learned this last week? Any, any impressions about any of those? I mean, I know the wide receivers are fast. For one, I know that much. <laughs> but other than that, you know, I, I really haven't had much time just to look into uh, much about the city, but that's something that I plan on doing today, pretty much learning more about Kansas City and getting to know things that I don't know. and eventually figure out things to do around the city and the great things about Kansas City that is out there. Yeah. Have you ever been there? Uh, I've been once. I've been once. How long ago was cold that? when I went. Oh, it's cold. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, uh, have you had our barbecue yet at all? No, nah, I haven't had the barbecue yet. I've been seeing a lot of people comments about the barbecue. I got to try because I love barbecue. No, I, I bet. We have – Phenomenal barbecue across the city. It doesn't matter if you like ribs, you like brisket, you like pool park, whatever you like. Burn-ins, we got it all, man. I'm telling you, you're going to love it there. Oh, yeah, um, I love it. Yeah, for sure, man. It's it's good stuff. You you get yourself in trouble. I know I do all the time. So, <laughs> um, you know, so, you know, this has kind of been a weird, you know, uh, this has been a weird offseason, obviously. Everything's virtual, um, and it's not going to get any, any easier for rookies. How has your how does your approach kind of change as you're transitioning from college, you know, to the NFL with, with an all, an all virtual off season? Is that going to be is that going to be a challenge for you? You think? Uh, I think it's a challenge for most of us, but I feel like it's 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 a better edge for us rookies. You know, coming in, you know, we're not coming to camp uh, being physical right now, so I feel like it's a whole mental thing right now, and you know. I'm, the mental part is a major part in the NFL right now, so I feel like this would be a great – this would play out great for me, you know. For sure, for sure. I want to talk to, to you a little bit about your game. Um, we uh, we put a draft guide together every year. We actually gave you a fourth-round grade. 
Um, I, I tweeted out if, if the Chiefs had taken you in the fifth, I would have given it an A+. Plus. I'm very excited that, you know, you were able to wind up here in Kansas City. Um, what do you think is the most slept-on thing about your game? I feel like it's my ball skills and my ability to be around the ball a lot, you know. Uh, on my film, uh, I had a drop pad, like two drop pads, and I feel like most people don't think that I have enough ball skills or – great enough ball skills, but I feel like that'll be a great part in my game this year that most people will be able to see. And I just hope I get to impress more people as it goes on and gain a lot of fans. I know Kansas City is a great place to do that right now, so everything can work out. Oh, yeah, people are going to have to try to score on y'all. Uh, if, if they just need to watch They need to watch your interception against Florida uh, International if they want to see some ball skills. I tell you what. Yeah, they do. That was one of the most impressive interceptions I saw the entire season. I mean, you kept you kept going up. Like, you extended and you just kept going up. I was, yeah. I was pretty <laughs> impressed. Like, honestly, this is one of the most impressive interceptions, you know, I saw the entire year, man. Yeah, it was. You know, it, it was pretty much just like – it was shocking to some people. But for my teammates, it was pretty much normal because, you know, things that practice happen like that all the time. So, right. No, for sure. I, I believe it. I believe it. Um. What kind of things have you been working up, you know, working on, like, kind of leading up to the draft process? What are the things that you've been really focusing, trying to refine in your game uh, before the draft? Uh, working in sp small spaces. You know, as a DB, you have to be able to transition and turn your hips quick as you can. And so that's what I've been working on a lot, a lot of footwork and working in small spaces and keeping my feet level and staying low to the ground. And that will be a great part of my game that elevate from college to the NFL, that'll be a major change that is very visible. So, yeah, it should be great. So, kind of playing off that a little bit, do you prefer playing at the line of scrimmage and press, or do you prefer playing off? Like, what's your preference there? I prefer playing press. You know, I use my advantage. I have very long arms, and most receivers don't like to get touched a lot. So, I have to use my advantage of playing press and using my arm. Now. Yeah, you had – I think you had the second longest – arms in the in the draft I believe uh yeah. that's, you know that's wild so I mean like using your length um what's your favorite part about playing corner my favorite part is you know you uh you get the credit you know if it's a if it's a uh if it's a receiver a big time receiver coming out and he ends up having 30 yards the game and he usually averages like 100 a game I mean, the corner gets the credit for, you know, and the corner doesn't get a credit a lot in the NFL. You know, most of the times people see plays where corners are getting caught on or the receiver catch a pass one time. But, you know, once the game is over and you go back and look at the stats, you know, the corner ends up getting the credit for everything that this receiver didn't do that he did against other defenders. So I feel like this is the greatest part about it. That's awesome, man. A uh, couple more questions. Uh, you know, one of the things – that I really have enjoyed about watching your games is you're very willing to tackle. You're not scared to go and hit somebody. Um, you're, you're a physical player at the line of scrimmage. You're physical tackling. You know, a lot of rookies, they typically have to, you know, they have to play on special teams. That's just kind of, you know, what a lot of rookies have to do to, you know, try to, you know, you know start their career off. Um, how much special teams did you play at Tulane? How comfortable are you playing on teams? Uh, I play at Tulane. I play kickoff and punt block, punt return. And I feel like I'm very comfortable with playing the special teams, you know. In high school, I played safety, so I gained that physicality at an early age. And I feel like that was a major part 
in my game as well. And I'm, I'm comfortable with special teams a lot. You know, special teams change the game way more than people think it does. And it's the major role and the major things on, uh, in the game that people don't see. That special teams is the major part. And I feel like me playing special teams and being on special teams would be something that I'll do forever, you know. Yeah, man. I, I got one more question for you. Uh, you know, Chiefs Twitter is always trying to figure out the numbers of the rookies. Do you know what, what number you're going to be wearing uh, in Kansas City yet? As of right now, probably 29. 29? Oh, the Eric Berry number. Eric Berry. <laughs> there you go, man. Well, hey. First thing I thought of. Yeah, congratulations, Bo Pete. Thank you for spending a little time with us. Best of luck to you. We're really excited you're here in Kansas City. And uh, hopefully we'll get some barbecue in you soon. Thank you. Pleasure to have you. Pleasure to have me, I mean. <laughs> you ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. A special thanks to Bo Pete Keys for spending a little bit of time with us. Uh, it was really great to hear from him. I'm rooting for him for sure. Uh, and, uh, you know, we were really high on him in the KC Draft Guide. We were really high on him. Uh, you know, he was one of my guys. Not only did I win with two points this this year, guys, two my guys, two of my 10 my guys got picked by the Chiefs. You love to see it. Uh, let's wrap this season up, man. This Hollywood is, this has is... gone to your oh. head. My goodness. Little bit. Little bit. <laughs> Don't know why I do this with you guys anymore. Uh, I, here's what I want to do to wrap this season up. Uh, I want you to talk about one player that you think is going to make you look good, one player that you think is going to going to bite you, and uh, and then I want to talk. I want you guys to talk about one prospect for 2021. So let's start with who do you think, Jake? Based on where they're drafted, where they went, where they were drafted, you know, where you like them and all that stuff, who's going to make you look good? Well, Clyde has already made me look good because. <laughs> I called that a week before it happened, and I think he's good. I think he's going to eat in that offense. Um, I don't need to talk a bunch about that because that has been talked about like at nauseum how good he's going to be in that offense, and I really think he will be. Um, to bite me, I guess um, the guy I think the biggest boomer bust guy they took is Willie Gay, and like he is a super athlete at the linebacker position, but I'm not sold on him yet um, being a day-in, day-out starter in the NFL. Um, so that might bite me because he could be really good and I'm not super high on him. Um, so I'm kind of taking that from a different angle. Um, and then a 2021 guy. Uh, so I had to go down. I, I was telling you guys this off air. I had to go down an Equinamia St. Brown rabbit hole because as a Packers fan, that's who I have to talk myself into now. And I just got curious. I was like, you know, he's got a little brother named Amon Ra. St. Brown, which a little history lesson, Amon Ra, that is one of the original pharaohs who ruled the upper kingdom, which is uh, pretty cool. Before the upper, <laughs> before the upper king, before uh, King Menis, Menis united the upper and lower kingdom. That's you look at the crown they wear. They actually, it's a, it's a symbol. It's a symbol about uniting the two crowns. Um, but 
Amon Ra is uh, is is a much better receiver than his brother uh, Equinamius St. Brown coming out. He's at USC. Next year's uh, wide receiver draft class could be just as good as this year's. It is stupid good once again. Um, but if you remember Equinamius coming out, you know he is just dripping with talent, and his brother is is the exact same way. We'll find out, you know, if he's got all the off field kind of. I don't want to say off field stuff, but just some of the weird questions kind of surrounding Equinamius when he came out. But Amon Ra St. Brown out of USC, he's a guy uh, that those late night Pac-12 games when they're on, um, tune in and watch him. He, he's a, he's pretty good. And I don't know if I will hit <clears throat> as much of a bullseye as I did last year when we did this question. Last year, you asked for a, a, a sleeper moving forward, and I called out, Trey Lance as a 2023 sleeper. I might have been wrong about that because, heck, he might be a 2021 draft guy when it's all said and done. Um, but do I have any FCS players that have not taken, uh, have not started a game yet? Do I have any hot takes? I do not. Uh, but um, but that there's a couple guys for you, and especially Amon Ra. He's a fun one. Uh, it's not. It's not. It, th- it, this, it was a very season one vibe when Jake was giving us a history lesson. Uh, and it's, it's surprising you went with looks good and uh, who look like who's going to make you look good and who's going to bite you with the cheese. You, Jake, uh, you didn't have to do that. Maddie and Craig, you can do anybody. I don't know if I was clear on that. It doesn't have to be the Chiefs. <laughs> no, no. Jake, Jake has Chiefs takes. I like it. I like it. I'm, I'm going to go with Jeff Gladney for my look good. I, I was very, very, very high on Jeff Gladney. Now, I know he went very high, but I think that he's going to be a guy, despite his size, despite you know what he showed up at the Combine, he wasn't quite the freak that everybody expected. I think he's going to be an insanely good cornerback in the league for 10-plus years. So in that regard... I think that Jeff Gladney is going to make me look good there. And sticking with the cornerback position, Bryce Hall might bite me. I was the highest on Bryce Hall of any of us. I really love Bryce Hall. We saw, you know, uniformly across the board, NFL teams, whether it be due to medicals, which there were definitely medicals, and we even heard some scouts that said he can't run, that, you know, really doubted his athleticism. We might not see. Bryce Hall be the same kind of cornerback that I thought that he could be at the next level. So I think that that is a position that could end up biting me. He is as high as he is in the KC draft guide, largely because my grade on him. So take that for what you will. And then in 2021, sticking with North Dakota State guys, by the way, Jabril Cox, this guy... Just transferred to LSU. We know that LSU is a little bit of a linebacker factory. He was playing at North Dakota State. Transferred there. I am anxious to see him in that system against those kind of athletes. I think he could be a first-round linebacker pick. I love him. I'm very anxious to see him in LSU. He's from KC, by the way. Raytown, stand up. All right, Maddie. Someone who think you think is going to make you look good. Someone you think is going to come back to bite you. 2021 prospect. What you got? Uh, so I think this one, if he comes out healthy, Prince Tega Wanagu is like a top 50 player for us in the KC Draft Guide, especially for me. I know he fell so far. There's actually, I think he went undrafted, and there must be some major... No, he, he got drafted, drafted when I wasn't watching. Okay. Yeah. So he's drafted yeah. late on day three. He's a guy that probably has some major injury red flags. But if those get fit, like if those clear, if he gets healthy, 
I don't see any way that he's not at least a competent starting tackle at points in his career. Maybe he moves into guard, but if you're getting a starting player, a starting caliber player in the sixth round, I mean, that's close to a top 50 grade. Let's be honest here, especially if it's a tackle. So I think he's a guy that stands to make me look the best. Bite me is pretty clear. It's a Meek Robertson. If he just ends up following anybody else his size <laughs> ever in the NFL, besides like three players, Nicole, Ruby, Coleman, uh, once his face for the Raiders, LaMarcus Joyner maybe is about the same size. Like you have a very small window for success at that size. And I think he can do it. But if he doesn't, I've talked him up a lot. I think a lot of people take the L with him though. Finally, 2021, I could list off a bunch of players, but I'm going to stick with Jake here on wide receiver because I'm surprised the Chiefs did not address it. I'm actually going with Chris Olave out of Ohio State. I'm not a big Ohio State guy. Like I know everybody loves them and they make good pros, but they are just way overhyped in general. But Olave, not getting the hype he should for his size, speed, and body control in the air. I actually think he fits the mold of what Andy Reid loves out of an X wide receiver a ton, being you know a little bit bigger, but not a slow, large, big bodied wide receiver, but the ability to you know get vertical but still play in the intermediate area. So I think Chris Olave might be a guy whose name really starts to pop midway through the season, especially if Fields is half as good as a lot of people think he is. All right, someone I think is going to make me look good. I'm going to I'm going to keep it local. I'm going to keep it the guy that was just on our show. And I'm not doing this just yes, because are. he was on our show. I no, we go look at the receipts. We've got a lot of receipts. We were high on Bo Peat Keys. We had a fourth round grade on Bo Peat Keys. Getting him in the seventh was fantastic value. Bo Peat Bo Peat Keys sticks on this football team, and he turns into a solid rotational player for this football team by 2021. You'll be seeing him in 2021. You'll be seeing him in 2020 on special teams largely, and maybe a little bit, of, a middle, a little bit of time uh, on the field as well. Uh, come back to bite me. Some player that's going to come back to bite me. I had a third round grade on Donovan Peoples Jones, and it seems like the league does not like a Donovan Peoples Jones at all. Um, so I'm a little worried about catching an L, a big fat L on that one. Uh, my 2021 prospect is a guy that I think the Chiefs should have looked at a little bit. And we're going to see if he's going to get to play outside corner this year. It's Sean Wade from The Ohio State University. He was basically a slot only in 2019 for Ohio State. In 2020, uh, we're going to find out if he's going to get some outside looks. I think he's still got a very strong athletic profile. It's definitely better than Damon Arnett's athletic profile. Or Bayak clocked him the at second... a 4-4-3 or something like that. He was... Damon or Sean Wade was the second best cornerback on Ohio State on Ohio State's football team. Damon Arnett, Maddie rightfully called him the other other cornerback when he quoted him, and Damon Arnett got a little salty. So Maddie already has a rivalry with an Oakland Raider, and and guess what? That Oakland Raider is going to get run past, gonna get smoked. And it's going to be delicious. And every time Damon Arnett gets scored on, I am going to retweet the other, other cornerback tweet. Maddie, make sure you have that pinned to your profile. I'm going to need the help. We're going to end the show on that. I don't know why. I'm going on a rant to end the 2020 draft show. Thank you guys so much for listening. We love you. We will be back next year. Thank you so much for buying the KC Draft Guide. Thank you so much for giving us uh, your time on the draft. We love you. We'll catch you later.
What does it take to be an entrepreneur and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the PropG Podcast and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the Future of Entrepreneurship, a PropG Pod special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the PropG Pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts.